Today's advanced training, convention etiquette, <laughs> how to get the most from your investment. As this is being recorded today, uh, as you're listening to it live, we're on the brink of going to a national convention. And uh, it used to be every convention we'd go to, I would remind everybody of convention etiquette. Uh, and, and I haven't done this in a while. It's been a couple of years since I've uh, talked about this, uh, but I think it's worth remembering. Now, maybe you're watching this later. Uh, hearing this later on podcast and the conventions already happened. Listen, this is still true. Uh, this convention etiquette stuff is still true for uh, local meetings that you may go to. Maybe it's a local hotspot in your area, uh, or maybe it's a boot camp that comes through, or or maybe it's not even part of our business at all. You go to a seminar with John Maxwell. These things still hold true, and it's really about when you're going to a meeting or to a seminar or to a workshop, getting the most out of your your, your, your capital investment and your time investment, like getting the most out of it. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. Details matter. That's, that's a big one. Details matter. Um, I know I, I read reports of um, uh, jungle patrols back in Vietnam. Our, our soldiers would go out and do these jungle patrols, and they made sure that everything was taped down so you didn't go jingle jangle in the woods because jingle jangle gives away your position and the enemy can shoot you. Uh, and, and if your partner is going jingle jangle, uh, you make sure he's taped down. You make sure the shiny is blacked out because in the jungle at night, you don't want the enemy to know where you are. Well, it's the same thing here. Details matter. Uh, oftentimes in our business, it's not the major things that kill people. It's the little details. So let's cover some quick details here. Be in the meeting. It's a minor detail, but people think a lot of times that you go, since I went to the convention, I should get something from it. No, you must actually be in the meeting to get something from it. You can't just go to it. You must be in it. It's a big deal. Smile, laugh out loud. I, I, I laugh about this a lot. I'm an I'm a, I'm a open mouth belly laugher. Like, like that's just what I do. I laugh. I'm married to a woman who is a nose laugher. She, she laughs. <laughs> See, I can't even do it without snotting myself. Thank you, Grace. You laughed out loud. She's over here laughing with her nose. It's, it's what, it's, I don't know how she does it without just, you know, being disgusting. But it's, it's important. If you think something is funny, open your mouth and laugh out loud. The speakers enjoy it. Everywhere I travel around the country, I always tell the audience, you make me better. Every speaker who's up front is made better by the audience or brought down by the audience. And so laughing out loud encourages that speaker. Cell phones, put them on silent. You don't want to be that ding dong that has the, it ringing right in the middle of a really super quiet moment. Uh, you don't want to be that person. Just put it on silent. Um, if you know, here's the thing. If you don't have, um, like we're, we're going to convention and we got kids that need to be shuffled around. It's important that we leave the phone on, but it'll be quiet. If you don't have that, or maybe, maybe you leaving behind a spouse, it could be going into labor or something. Um, it, leave your phone on. But if you don't have pending emergencies or, or logistical items that you need to be really paying attention to, you could even turn your phone off so that you're not distracted by it. I, I see this with my kids. Like they, they're, and, and, I, and I, I see them do it. It makes me aware of me doing it. Like I just feel like I have to grab my phone and look at it every so often. If you turn it off and just put it away, you know, check it at breaks. You know, when you go to the restroom, take your phone and on your way, you can turn it on and see the messages that are coming across, but you don't need to do it in the meeting. People talking in the meetings. It's a detail. Don't be that person talking that other people, that, that, that keeps other people from hearing, right? Um, I, I'm, 
I'm somebody that when I watch a football game or a sporting event on TV, I love hearing the commentators. I got my commentators I really like to listen to because I think they have some good insights, some good – but then you know, one of my kids will sit and watch the, the game with me, and they'll ask a question. Like, hey, Dad, what just happened there? I pause it. Well, let me explain it to you because I don't want to miss what the commentators are about to say. Don't, you don't want to be that person. And I, I can pause the game on TV, but you can't pause the speaker on stage. So don't be that one that's distracting other people from hearing. And if there is someone on your aisle – that is distracting you, don't hesitate to say, hey, can you take the conversation somewhere else? I'm trying to hear what he's saying. It's okay because you're protecting your investment, right? You're protecting your investment. Peeing on the floor. It's a detail. Uh, mostly men's, I won't get into it. Uh, when I was in, in uh, high school, I worked at a grocery store and uh, a lot of times I had to clean the restrooms and you women can be nasty too. I'm just saying there was one incident. I won't I'll talk about it one-on-one uh, where the manager said, you need to clean that up. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm a high school senior getting paid minimum wage. I can quit here and go work next door for the same minimum wage rate. This is your 30 year career. You have to clean that up. I've always been like this. So um, <laughs> it's, it's a minor thing, but I love seeing when somebody cleans up the mess behind them in a bathroom or even the mess somebody else made. Have you been to a, a bathroom and the sink has just water all over it? And, and you know it's water and it's soap and it's probably clean, but it just looks gross. What I like to do is I like to take some extra paper towels and just kind of wipe up around it because it makes everything look and feel better. And all I, for all I know, there's somebody coming up behind me that sees me doing that and goes, wow, look at that leader being willing to serve. So making an impression there. And maybe it makes an impression that they end up doing that too and they carry that on and they pay it forward. Uh, it may also be, uh, the com person coming up behind me, going to the restroom next, they, they may come in the restroom and, and now they get the clean experience. And they go, oh, you know what? These Alliance people, they really do things right. I mean, everything's clean all the time. Like that may make an impression on them. It may mean the difference between somebody getting in the business and doing well with us and somebody getting out of the business. So it's, it's a minor detail. And I, I say peeing on the floor because I wanted to catch your attention. Um, <laughs> dress smart, think smart. Don't go like a bum. Now, I know that uh, there are different financial situations that all of us are are, are, are are saddled with. And some of us don't have the money to go out and buy the super nice clothes and all that sort of stuff, but you can still look nice. Don't look like a bum. And and I was always told when, when you're at a meeting like this, you want to dress for where you're going, not for where you are. So even a step above what you would normally dress like, just, just look good. You, again, you don't have to spend big money to do that, but you don't wear t-shirts and shorts and like respect Respect the game. Respect that there's other people there who are trying to get something out of it, and you don't want to be a distraction for them, okay? I also noticed, though, when I, when I dress in a suit, when I, like, I'm, I'm going to be in a tux on Saturday night, I, some, something about me, I feel a little more James Bondish when I'm in a tux. You know? And that's, I'm not normally the James Bond guy, but I, it puts me in that mindset. The way you dress can change the way you're thinking. If you dress well, if you dress smart, you're actually going to think smarter. It's a weird physiological thing that goes on. Uh, come early, leave late. It's interesting when you show up to in a meeting early, there's usually a handful of people there. They are usually the people who are more serious about getting the most out of the convention. And so now you're sitting around talking with these people, right? And the ones who stay later, the ones who linger after the meeting is done, they're typically, again, the ones who want to get the most out of it. So that's putting you in a position to associate with the ones who are more serious about this opportunity. 
And finally, take action. No decision is a decision. When you come out of this conference, there's going to be a, you're going to, you're going to have a chance of making decisions and changing your life forever and ever and ever. And not making a decision is, in fact, a decision in and of itself. Okay, proper cross-line interaction. One of the things I love about the event is that we have an opportunity to talk with uh, colleagues. Uh, one of the things I hate about the event is we have the opportunity to talk to colleagues. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. So let's talk about proper interaction, making sure you're getting the most out of this event. Be aware of who you're talking to. For example, are they wearing an income ring? I remember being in a buffet line at an event one time, and, and there was a guy in front of me uh, talking about how great uh, certain products were that really aren't great products to sell. And I looked at his, his ring. I said, hey, how long ago did you get that income ring? Was, it, was that last year? Was it the year before? He's always oh, three years ago I got that. It's like, okay. I was trying to discredit him because he's not currently making that six-figure income selling those products that he's telling this new person to go sell. And I was really trying to steer that conversation to make sure he wasn't polluting that new person's mind. If so, how long ago did they earn that income ring? Is what they are saying along the lines of what your upline is saying? When you're talking to somebody, are they saying something that's completely out of left field? If it is, it's probably not good information. Are they talking up or down? Now, on the eight steps, uh, we talk about the, uh, the, the eighth step is proper positive communication. Communicate with a proper positive mental attitude, right? So are they, it's not, look, you can talk about negative things positively. And, and are they doing that? Are they talking up or are they talking down? Are they beating something up that is a negative? Because I'm telling you, my mother used to always say, birds of a feather flock together. And she was saying that because she didn't like the friends I was associating with. Um, and it's true. Those friends will either bring you up or bring you down. You've you got to make sure you're talking to somebody who knows the difference uh, and, and is just demonstrating that difference in the way they talk. Do they get stage time? Are they being edified by the leaders? It, the, the person that you're listening to right now in this side conversation, is this somebody that's on stage teaching? Or this is somebody that has never been asked to be on stage. There's a big difference between that. And, and I'm not saying that, that one day they won't be great. I'm just saying right now their information may not be the best. Proper cross-line interaction, no griping. <laughs> no bitching, right? Griping is how they said it in the Old Testament when Moses was dealing with the children of Israel, leading them out of Egypt and taking them to the promised land. Several times it talks about his frustration with their griping. And I was like, man, if the Old Testament had written, been written in today's words, in today's language, griping equals bitching. So listen, no griping. That's the clean way of saying it. That way I don't have to say bitching on a video. <laughs> Your teammates don't want to hear it. Oh, you had a bad month. December suck. Great. It sucks every year for everybody. Last year was down. Probably other people had last year's down. Nobody wants to hear that. And it doesn't help for you to commiserate with one another. I say misery loves company. It does, right? So you don't be the one commiserating. You don't need to relive it. I remember a mentor 20 years ago saying, it's not that I don't want to hear it. It's that I don't want you to hear it again. Because every time you say that griping again, you're reliving it and you're making it more of your story. You're, you're making it your story. You're making, that's what you're going to be defined by. And it's going to cost you. Physically separate yourself from the griping. If you're around somebody who's griping, just go, ooh, uh, I got a thing. I remember um, in the movie Fletch, he used to look at his wrist and go, I got to go. And he never had a watch on. 
<laughs> it was it was a real funny little nuance. Some people who watched Fletch caught it too. But I oh, I gotta go. I gotta I, I had to meet somebody else. Just get away from that. Separate yourself from it. Don't let them drag you down. You spent time and money to get there. Don't waste it on this chowderhead. And don't be that chowderhead. Pursue those at a higher place than you. This is not the time to hang with your downline unless they are coming with you. A lot of people go to conference and go, I'm so excited to see my people. What are you, Moses? You're, I, I don't like that word, my people. I never liked that. I know I use it periodically myself, but I, I just, I don't, I don't dig that. It's your job to get into higher level conversations that make you feel uncomfortable. That's when you're growing. And, and if you're going to hang with your downline, grab them by the arm and bring them with you. Right, right here is where you want to grab them, right there on the arm and say, come with me, get separate your new agent, your, your, your first timer, separate them from that griping and take them to a Brant Swindell and ask them questions about how are you doing so well at final expense and pulling annuities out of those same appointments? How are you doing so well at that? Get them to those higher places, those higher conversations. Don't follow your downline around like a little puppy, lead them to where they're going to get the best information. Good rule of thumb, if they're in the back of the room talking instead of on the stage talking, they aren't worth listening to. It's good rule of thumb. Now, I know some people have back problems and they stand up against the wall to kind of, you know, rest their back from sitting in the chairs. And I may be one of those people myself. Uh, but listen, if they're in the back of the room, most likely they are having conversations that aren't as important as what's on stage. Come with an agenda. Now, I'm talking this morning to a, a lot of different people. There's people on this call that, are, that, that have, uh, are brand new and going to their first event. There's people on this call who are going to their 10th. Uh, there's people watching this video later that have never been to one or have gone to 1,000. And, and yesterday, I was having conversations with leaders talking about their agenda for this event. You need to put together a list of five questions. Uh, ask them to people that are getting edification from the Alliance with Andy and your growing upline. If you're confused, say, hey, should I ask your, ask your growing management? Ask me. Fine. I'm very visible in the event. Come ask me, hey, is, it, is this person a good person to talk to about XYZ? People ask me, Fitz, how do I put together a list of five questions? What should I be asking? Ask questions about the things that you suck at. Just that simple. Well, I, I mean, what, what do I, I don't know what I suck at, Fitz. Well, there's a real problem if you're not self-aware enough to know what you're not doing well in this business. Uh, it's one of the reasons we, we, we track our numbers and, and we use that activity tracker, the 13 weeks, uh, because you can see right there what, are you having problems making dials? Are you having problems booking appointments? Are you having problems with show rate? Are you having a problem with getting the app? Are you having a problem getting referrals? Are you good at annuities? Are you good at IULs? That's just on the production side. On the building side, are you, are you running ads? And where are you running ads? And where are the responses coming from? How many interviews are you getting? Are, you, when, are, are the interviews showing? The interviews that you have show, are you getting them fast-tracked? Are you getting them in school? Are you getting them contracted? Are you getting first apps, third apps, 10th apps? Did you just write down five questions yet? <laughs> I just gave you about 20. So understand what they have been edified for, the people that you're talking to. This person is great at annuities. What weren't they edified for? They weren't edified about recruiting. So don't ask them questions about recruiting if they're being edified for annuities. What somebody is being edified for is just as important as what they're not being edified for, right? Like you're not going to hear people say, that fits. He's a great personal producer. And, and I hope and pray that people who come to me at this event don't come asking personal production questions. I mean, I know sales and I can help with sales, but you don't come ask me personal production questions. Go talk to Michelle. You know, go talk to Brent. Go talk to these other people. 
bring a notepad and recorder. These days, everybody's got a recorder on your phone. It's okay to record stuff, right? Write it, bring a notepad, take lots of notes, bring extra pens, make sure you don't run out. Unless you never have face-to-face -face interaction with your growing up line, don't spend precious time pursuing them. Go after the info that isn't readily available. Now, I, I, if, I, if, I, if I don't see you on a regular basis, maybe I've never met you, please come up and introduce yourself. I want to have conversations. But if we interact pretty regularly, I, I really shouldn't spend a lot of time with you at events. You should go to the people that you don't get that time readily. Coming with an agenda, when you're asking the questions, here's how you do it. Excuse me, Mr. So-and-so. My name is John, and I work with Bob under the Fitz Group. Can I ask you a few quick questions? Don't, if you met that person once before, don't assume they remember your name. You're just going to set yourself up for embarrassment. Because if you say, hey, Brent, remember me? I hate when people do that to me. Because a lot of times to say, to help them not be embarrassed, what I'll say is, yeah, man, what's up, brother? How you doing, dude? And they may feel like I do remember them, but I don't. Don't do that because you're setting yourself up for the person to go, nah, I don't remember you. Now you feel like crap because they don't remember you. It's better to say, my name is Fitz. Uh, we met in San Antonio um, and, and let that person come back to you. Go, of course, I remember you, Fitz. They didn't, they remembered you. They didn't remember your name. And now, now you're helping them. But until they call you by name when they see you, right off the bat, like, hey, Grace, now you know you don't have to say, Fitz, my name is Grace, right? Like, it, it, it's until they're at that point, then introduce yourself again and, and ask their permission. They may, I hate when people do that, when they, they pull me aside, I'm on my way somewhere, and they're like, just asking me questions. I'm like, hey, man, can you see? I got this, I'm, I'm peeing in my pants right now, and you insist on asking me right now these questions? Like, let me go. I'll come back to you, right? But just ask for the permission. It's just common courtesy. Do you mind if I record? Ask them that. Do you mind if I record your, uh, the question and your answer? Some people don't like to be recorded. I never have a problem being recorded. Ask your questions and write down the answers. When somebody's asking me questions, I can't stand when they're not recording and they're not writing down, they're just looking at me. And I'm going, in my mind, I'm screaming, you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting somebody else's time that actually gives a crap that I could be talking to right now because you're not committing all this to memory. You don't have this photographic memory that you're just remembering everything. You need to write it down. Mark Twain said, better a short pencil than a long memory. This is not your time to tell them your incredible wealth of knowledge. It frustrates me when somebody comes up to me and go, hey, Fitz, I got a couple questions about recruiting. And they spend the next 10 minutes telling me how they're doing it. Guess what, pal? I don't care how you're doing it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping you're seeing success, but I got to go somewhere right now. I, I guess I got somewhere to go, right? Remember, you care how they are doing it, but probably don't care how much you are doing. It. They, they probably don't care. So again, you're talking to people. Remember what they're being edified for. If somebody who's being edified for annuities starts talking about building, bring them back to the annuities because they may be of the illusion that just because they're great at one thing, they're great at all things. That's not necessarily the case. So bring them back to what everybody is saying they're great at, right? Guide that conversation. And then get ready to explode. These tips, I promise you, I've used these at John Maxwell events. I've used these at, at workshops at, at different ch the church and all sorts. These tips work. Go and get the most out of the event. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your time. Come out of there with action items that you are going to do right away. 
John Maxwell is famous for saying there's 10 crows sitting on a power line and nine of them decide to fly away. How many are left on the power line? Everybody says one. The answer is 10. They decided, but they didn't do. So it's a decision and then managing that decision coming out of conference. And we'll talk about that another time. Hope this helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.